0: Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the topic the missing link. Jody, go ahead and uh, give your definition of what the missing link is here.
1: All right, Paul. So the missing link is is really that key to really recognizing your it, to be able to identify those things that we don't really – realize are kind of taking control of our life so we talk about our, our past program conditioning and where our it comes from and really being able to identify and confront that part is really kind of that that missing link to be able to start to be proactive and change those things thanks paul
0: thank you uh jody appreciate that definition there So I was talking to Ray. You're on the line, right?
2: Yeah. How am I coming through? Can you hear me good?
0: Fantastic. But, Ray, we were talking on the session today around noontime about the condition of people, how, you know, the state and the condition they're in, no matter what you think about them. And in your case, you care about one particular person, but you can't see. They can't understand the condition they're in, no matter how much you care for them. And I I uh, was referring to uh, my same situation, you know, with some of my family members. It has a tendency to use many of its many, many different self-defense mechanisms, such as cognitive dissonance, which projects into psychological stotoma, where an individual can't see or hear or in any way, shape, or form recognize the the state of mind they're in, the condition that they're in, would you like to respond a little bit about the uh, conversation we had earlier today in the session? Yeah,
2: um, yeah, about that missing link. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, and a person's inability to identify those things especially the frustration that can cause to someone who, and I think that's where the frustration comes from, is when you can see it and you've been through it and you've seen that same pattern play out many times in different people and situations. So it's clear to you what's going on, but it seems that nothing you say or do can relay that message to the person who's stuck and their experience in that blind spot, I think is interesting because the way it works, it conveniently converts anyone who is attempting to bring them to that realization into an enemy in that person's eyes. So everything that you say uh, when they're in that state can be perceived as a, a threat, a criticism, a conflict of some sort that, Serves to keep them in that blind spot. So it's very, it's very interesting to watch it play out. Especially if you care enough, then you will continue to try and try everything in your power to no avail, because you know we've all we all know that until that person is ready to see it, until they come to that point where they're open and trusting something that they may not have believed before or is against their way of viewing the world, then they're not going to see it. They're, you know, the the harder you try, the more hostile you seem to them, and it, it really doesn't matter. See, the, the best thing you can do for that person is to to... So it's twofold. See, the best thing you can do is to accept where they're at to love them where they're at, and most likely that's going to require it being from a distance because of the condition that person's in. They're going to continue to destroy themselves, and they're going to drag you, to, you, know, drag you along down with them. So you can care about them. You can accept them where they're at. But more than likely, you're going to have to distance yourself from that situation because the effects of the self-destruction that they're engaged in is going to continually drag you into the mix. And that's when most people, they say, uh, at least in my experiences, well, I can't allow myself to be affected negatively. I can't allow myself and everything I've worked for be destroyed by this person because they're in that mindset. So then I'm going to change them in some way. I'm going to say, you know, use my, my gift of gad, my words, you know, I'm going to show them. I'm going to – I like to use analogies. I, I try to – sometimes I think I hit the nail on the head. You know, I find the perfect analogy. I talk at length, you know, tell a story, and by the end of it, I'm thinking, sure enough, this person has to realize this point by now. And the reason why is because I still – you know, want to engage with that person in some way, have some sort of relationship, and so I know that I need to to change the way they're looking at things so that they can, you know, carry on in a more healthy way, not, not realizing that that person is not going to until they're ready to, until they get to that point on their own. So thanks, Paul. It, it's a struggle, but, you know, it's, it's, it's no. worth understanding.
0: Oh yeah and not only it's a struggle but you in most cases you care for this person you love the person uh, let's say and no matter how much you love the person the more that they can't see it the the more that they can't understand that you're trying to help them but to them you're trying to kind of, you're trying to put them down or you're trying to make them feel less than and that's not the case at all, you know, but that's one of its self-defense mechanisms to protect itself to cause them to go through the stages of cognitive dissonance and which goes into psychological stochomas, which is blind spots. And uh, it's, it's sad because your intentions are 100% positive to help them. And they take it as you invalidating them or saying that they're not good enough. What's your response on that, Jody?
1: Yeah, I think that's um those are all some really good points and like like Ray was saying, you know, we have to do the work but we also have to be open minded. So when we're working with other people and talking to them, they have to be open minded. And a lot of times when they're stuck in, you know, the way they're thinking, or they're not being open-minded. Like Paul said, they're it's going to put up that self-defense mechanism, and they're just going to, you know, sit there listening with their crossed arms, just not wanting anything to do with with what you're trying to say. And you know, a lot of things that I've used in the past, and like recovery programs and things like that, is um, I know when I went into recovery, it was it was really hard for anybody to tell me anything, you know. You just you didn't really want to listen. You didn't think people really understood where you were coming from. So without being open-minded, uh, the best thing that we would do to help people is, you know, be able to just kind of tell your own story and um, explain something from your point of view. And whenever we were trying to maybe help someone with a problem, the only thing we would do is, is talk about our story and how, we got through a similar situation or something like that if it applied to us, because we knew that being in that state of mind when you're you have that wall up and that self-defense mechanism just blocking any input, you're not really going to listen unless something kind of relates to you. When you when you hear someone sorting and you're like hmm, you, you kind of that wall kind of comes down and you start to be more open to what they're saying and kind of creates that, starts to fill in that gap, fill in that missing link between the next step that you would need to do to be able to change. So I think those are all some really good points. Thanks, Paul.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that, Jody. You said when uh, when you were in the pro- prior to the process of re- getting into your recovery system that you just didn't want to listen you didn't want to hear what was being said to you from one or more different individuals. Explain in your own words why you were fighting it so much.
1: I think at that point, it's it's kind of a, you've established, I guess, this kind of personality of who you think you are. And when somebody starts to say uh, you're doing something wrong or you don't know what you're talking about, it kind of, it's kind of like an attack at your your self-esteem or your your it so you just kind of naturally want to be opposed to that even if you know that they're right and you're wrong or whatever the situation is you just you don't want to be I guess in that that negative position where somebody's kind of telling you what to do it's kind of a lot of people always had this this natural I guess it's like a self-defense mechanism, but it's just kind of defiant. Um, I guess defiance was kind of one of those things where you just didn't want to do what other people were telling you, I guess. so.
0: Being a, re- being a rebel, huh?
1: Yeah, kind of. But it, it was just more like, I'm not sure. I think it was just that natural self-defense mechanism of your it kicking in, mm-hmm. even though it didn't really make any logical sense trying to kind of defend itself on who it thinks it is <laughs>
0: how do you how do you what the word accountability when someone's in that state don't do you see where they don't want to take accountability for the state they are in the condition they're in
1: yeah i can see that a little bit but i think a lot of the people Include myself, really got to that point where they kind of accepted their accountability. They just didn't want to do anything about it. I guess they've just established that who they thought they were or just, like I said, you know, they just didn't want to change.
0: Because they couldn't see it. They couldn't understand their condition or anything pertaining to the state that they were in. What's your feedback on that, Ray?
2: Um yeah, that that accountability, at least in my experience I've uh, yeah, I realized how tricky it can be. Like Jody said, sometimes they they will own I say they we will own that It's all my fault. But even in some – so, long story short, it's a victim mentality that's driving them. Even, I think, when they take that approach that, oh, I guess it's just all my fault, everything I do is wrong. So, in a way, that sounds like accountability. And uh, I think sometimes we do progress to the level where we do realize and we accept that, okay, this – It's going to take effort on my part. Nobody's going to fix this but me. But they just don't have the drive, the energy, uh, or the know-how, the support to do it. So I think there can be a a level where there's accountability starting to blossom but just, you know, no strategy or or route to move forward and actually do something about it, or just no drive. They just – I know this is all my fault, but it's too late now, you know, things like that. But in my experience, it's it's many different forms of victim mentality, even when it comes to, like I said, that point of it's all my fault. Everything I do is wrong. I can never do anything right. So and I think that's one level beyond it's everyone else's fault, right? So, we, Mm -hmm. you know, the world is a horrible place. The government is oppressing us X, Y, Z. And, and not to you know say that there aren't there isn't some truth in some of those things, but whenever we give away that power, then I, I always say that to untangle these things that we've become conditioned to believe in the patterns and behaviors that we've come to to repeat in our lives, they're buried deep. They're buried deep like a you know like a treasure. You've got a find your way to that treasure first you know you got to go you got to search and find the treasure map then you got to go through all the obstacles that are in your way even the where x marks the spot it doesn't quite look like it did when that map was written 100 years ago so so many obstacles but if you are convinced that it's beyond your power because so you know it was my mom did it to me or the you know the world's just a horrible place it, it's not set up for anyone to succeed or Whatever reason, you're not even going to start on that journey, and that's something I always found interesting because most people don't realize that. That from a victim mentality, trust and believe. Once you realize that it's all up to you, it's still a journey. It's a long journey, and it's very difficult. But if you don't, if you don't even believe that it's got anything to do with you and your decisions, then you might as well just hang it up because mm-hmm. it's a hard journey as it is. Let alone if you don't even think it's up to you to make happen.
0: That's true. That's true. It's just like three words, conceive, believe, and achieve. Who wants to take a, a, a stab at the definition of conceive?
2: I think okay. Jody's got those down pat. I kind of get them. I mean I, I mean, I I do, but I think every time I heard Jody explain it, it's like he nails it.
1: Go ahead, Jody. Well, I, like you said, the first thing is, is believing, right? And, you know, our, it's always going to try to destroy us. And if if we don't feel that we deserve it, we're not going to believe that we're either, even worth it. The conceived part, that's where we're, you know, we're trying to create something. So you think like if someone's being born, they're kind of created. So, Conceiving something can be a belief, it can be what we think we're worth, it can be anything like that that we're basically deriving in our mind. We're forming like some sort of, I guess, filling in that gap, that missing link in order to create that whole series of things that we want to be on that journey of self-discovery.
0: That's true. It's just like in your case, Jody, and Ray's case, uh, several years, at the point of contact, you had to be open-minded enough to listen to what I had to say or uh, uh, project it, and then you decided whether you wanted to proceed on or to just say to yourself, this is just the way I am, uh, This, and I always will be like this. But you had to... M- be in that certain mindset to be willing to open your mind to accept the possibility and trust that person enough to want to get on this journey of self-discovery and transform your life rather than stay in that same condition that you'd always have been and think thank goodness that the two of you you know chose to have an open mind, chose to proceed on and get on this journey of self-discovery. And it's very admirable to the both of you and the many, many people out there that's done the same thing in different ways. So let's go ahead and uh, summarize this evening. Anybody else want to make any comments on uh, the program this evening? All right, I think that uh, we definitely uh, expressed a, a lot of good points here. And uh, we're able to look at the uh, three-step method of uh, identify, confront, and becoming proactive. Looking forward for y'all being on call next week at 7.30. Invite your friends, relatives, and enemies. And we will see you next week. Thank you, now.